guys, and welcome back to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining your hosts, Tierra and Jack, what is now episode number 48 of our Road to 2021 series. Now, before we get stuck into our previous weeks, we just wanted to remind you that if you do enjoy this series, please remember to repost it onto your social media, tag myself, tag Tierra, and of course, tag TBD as well. And yeah, let's get stuck into this episode. Tierra, how's your week been? Oh my gosh, how was our week, my man? I feel like this was one of those weeks where you wake up on a Monday morning and you just never can expect what's going to happen that day or how that week is going to kick off or what's going to happen that week because I feel like so much has happened. It's been a roller coaster. It really has. But pretty much on Monday morning, we woke up. It was actually a beautiful morning. Walked to the gym in the sun. We were both carved up. Well, we had our one high carbohydrate meal of the day. Started our training session. And then Damo from the gym, one of our good friends, Damon Forrest, he came up to us and he was like, guys, we're going into lockdown at 5 p.m. tonight. And Jack and I were like, what? <laughs> what on earth like it was the last thing that we were expecting but essentially brisbane went into a sudden three-day lockdown immediately from that monday night but when things like that happen man you just got to stay positive Mm. yeah i feel like at this point i'm too low energy to have a very adverse reaction Mm. i'm just like yeah i can't really be bothered having a uh, like a hissy fit i'm just gonna go with the flow and try and make something work. And that's kind of exactly what we did. Yeah. And it is what it is. And you have to be optimistic and you have to have faith and be like, okay, they said it was three days. Let's hope it's just three days. And at least it was this week and it wasn't next week or because obviously that would have been our peak week, but we made it through. And guess what? Brisbane had like a few new cases. There Mm. were, it was very, very minimal, but essentially man, like we got in a huge training session on Monday. <laughs> I was like, doms are so welcome. And I actually combined some of my Monday and my Tuesday training session, both full body. So boy, was I sore for the next coming days. But essentially, there were hardly any new cases anyway, which was awesome. And they actually took us out of lockdown early, yeah. midday on Thursday. The gyms opened back up at 12 o'clock on Thursday people got back to normal life. So it was really only like two and a half days. Yeah. And one of those was a scheduled rest day for us anyway. So Mm. yeah, we were able to get back into the gym for our usual session on a Friday. And then it's Sunday now. So we've trained on Saturday, another rest day today, and it's peak week tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, man. And being two weeks out from a show, obviously training matters a hell of a lot. But I think it's safe to say that we definitely just need to stick to our diets at this point, (laughs) which we did. Yeah, the reality is that even if you miss three days of training in a row, not much is going to happen at all. It's going to affect you more, or hopefully it doesn't, but it's going to affect us more psychologically than physically. Like Mm -hmm. we're both lean enough and we've done an amazing job at retaining all of our strength or the vast majority of our strength. And our muscle mass. (laughs) Yes. So now we can just train hard for the beginning of peak week and have a rest day on Wednesday and then begin our pumpy sort of sessions. Exactly. Yeah. So last week made it through a two and a half day lockdown, which is what was awesome, right? Still got our training in, still stuck to our diets. And so am I starting off with this? Yeah, let's go. You okay. Can so body composition wise, very successful week. 
cracked into those 57 kilograms, so 57.9 kilograms, which is awesome. The week before I ended on 58.1, so cracked into those 57s. I saw Joey as well for a consult on Friday and a physique assessment. And other great news in terms of skin folds, cracked into the 30 mils for skin folds. Awesome. Yeah, so Joey kind of this whole time has always been telling me like he really tries to get his fitness girls into the 30s not necessarily like 30, but into the 30s. And that's always been a goal of mine. So, And it will depend on the person. What I found with skin folds is that the your skin thickness, someone's natural skin thickness will vary the skin fold number so much. Like oh, I know people who realistically are on the higher end of body fat, but because they have really, I know this sounds ridiculous, but they have thin skin. So that, that means they, they actually have a very low reading. Need to do a dietary recall with those folks. They must eat a heck of a lot of tilapia. <laughs> very true. <laughs> no, but did break into those 30s, which is awesome because around IFBB time, I was sitting low 40s, so I think around 41. But when I did skin folds with him, I got into the 38s, which is fantastic. Yeah. Very good. So, and again, we're still five weeks out right now from nationals, so... I'm just damn determined to get like low 30s, man. Just like freaking shredded to the bone. (laughs) No skin. (laughs) But yeah, I was really happy with that. And pretty much, Jack, just good feedback from Joey, giving me some reassurance that I'm on track for dialing in for this very first ICN show and hopefully being competitive amongst those fitness girls and the sports model girls. So good feedback there. I'm feeling really good right now. Like this is by far the leanest I have ever been in my life. It's just, I've never seen my core look like this before. I'm actually starting to even feel and see the tiniest little separations in my abdominal muscles, which obviously I've never had before. And it doesn't just come down to your scale weight, man, because I've been 51 kilograms before and my stomach was just concaved. So now being 57.9 kilograms, like a solid seven kilograms heavier, but actually having like little, little blocks in my abs or actually being able to feel musculature under there. I'm like, hell yeah, I built that. Yeah. You must've put on some muscle in the last five or six years. Oh boy. Let's hope so. But yeah, I'm just feeling really good. Just really confident, really happy in my physique right now. And we're actually posting some physique update photos tonight on TBD. So by the time this podcast is up, you guys can head over to our Instagram pages and take a look at how we're looking page on TBD. Oh, I'll be posting some physique update photos too. Are you going to post any? I'm always posting some. Okay, so check out our socials if you want to see the bods. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just feeling really good right now, man. Like, even in my side shot, I've never actually seen my glute and my hamstring tie in before from the side, which is really neat. And again, still have five weeks left to go to truly bring our absolute best to ICN Nationals. And it's neat seeing us like that too, because when we take progress photos in the morning, obviously we don't have a pump, we're fasted. And right now you and I haven't been eating a ridiculous amount of carbs. We're definitely not filled to the brim with glycogen. So having a tan on in a week from now, being full of carbs, super relaxed with a pump, I can't wait to see what we've been working so hard toward. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Can't wait to fill out. Being on 150 carb today, I'm, I'm definitely feeling it. Yeah, you are. I'm sorry. But obviously, you know, things are going to change tomorrow. <laughs> Undoubtedly. 
Yeah, but overall, I don't really have too much to say other than this past week was a good one. Good in terms of successful weight loss. I'm assuming by the time I get on stage next week, I am going to be closer to that mid 57 and a half kilograms. So probably Joey was estimating probably around like 57.6. But even then he said like, don't put too much of an emphasis on trying to just lose a bunch of weight this week. Uh, so pretty much the plan for my peak week is I'm just going to keep running my linear dieting from now until Thursday. So keeping carbs at around 225 grams of carbs per day, 35 grams of fat and 160 grams of protein. And psychologically, just having that bigger breakfast in the morning before we train, I almost feel in a sense that I've I've already started reversing, even though I know I haven't, and I know that my weekly calories are still the same as what they were before, and obviously I'm still in a deficit because I'm still losing weight. But just psychologically having one big meal during the day and actually feeling really good for a good portion of the day while I'm training, having great performance, good energy levels, at least in the morning, just psychologically it makes me feel so much better. So it kind of makes me feel like there's still work to be done, but like 99% of the hard work is already done at this point. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular content on our Instagram and YouTube channel. You can find those platforms by searching the bodybuilding dietitians. See you there. Mm, yeah, it really is. And I completely agree with Joey. If you try and play the weight loss game at this stage, it'll be the muscle loss game. Yeah, boy. And that's something I'm so proud of because I've been dieting now for 27 weeks. So well over six months now. We're going on to seven months very, very soon. And I'm just really proud of myself because when I actually compare progress photos to the very beginning to now, losing over 10 kilograms, I'm pretty damn confident that I've been able to retain, again, like 99% of my muscle mass. It's really cool. I'm going to have to make some comparisons and actually post those on my Instagram page too, because I am just, I'm not tooting my own horn, even though I kind of am, but goddamn man, I've put in the work. Okay. I'm really proud of this. And I'm just happy to see how all the pieces are coming together. And goddamn, I can't wait to stand on stage next week and actually be a fitness girl, not a bikini girl anymore. Man, actually show off my back. I've been waiting like three years to show off my back. <laughs> Isn't there an ICN bikini back pose? Exactly. I can, we competed in ICN three years ago and I showed off mm. my back there. But it's definitely grown since then. I've probably done tens of thousands of chin-ups since that time. Yeah. Yeah. But pretty much peak week, what I'll be doing now is just, yeah, running those medium carbohydrate days up until Thursday. And then I'll start to taper up my carbohydrates to 325 grams on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, definitely on Thursday and Friday. And then Joey said to see obviously how I look on the Saturday morning. If I'm starting to look a little bit spilled over, obviously pull carbohydrates back, probably down closer to 200, 225 grams for that day. But I'm estimating based on how I looked during my past diet break, I know that when I just eat more food, I relax, I move more, I feel way better, stress is really low, and it's a good look for me. So I'm pretty confident with being able to truly carb up for this show because I'm just a hell of a lot leaner now than I was on the IFBB stage. Yeah, most certainly. Yeah, so it should be good. And then we are driving up the Sunshine Coast on Friday. We've already got an Airbnb booked, which we booked 
quite a few weeks ago. But originally, the show was going to be on the Saturday and the Sunday. But now, because of coronavirus, they've actually just moved it to a one-day show on the Sunday, which is actually a hell of a lot better, especially mm. for you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because before, I was doing bodybuilding on the Saturday, classic on the Sunday. And that would have meant like, yeah, getting tanned up twice, two show day meals, all that huss and fuss. But now I can just have that break in between. It's probably about a like four to five hour gap, but bodybuilding in the morning, classic in the afternoon, and it's just spaced really well and get it over. Not that it's, we're not looking forward to it obviously, but it is nicer just to have it in the same day. Yeah, without a doubt. And what's gonna be really cool is that obviously I can watch you on stage in the morning for the bodybuilding, but then in the afternoon when I'm lining up for a fitness and sports model, you and I will actually be like one after the other. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll definitely be an experience. <laughs> It'll be really fun. So yeah, driving up on the Friday and we're gonna train on Friday morning and then Friday afternoon, just check into the Airbnb, chill out. I'm thinking I'm, I'm definitely going to book in to go get a massage and chill the heck out. And I'd love if you come with me and go get a massage with me on the Sunshine Coast. And then Saturday, we'll just be training that morning, getting tan around lunch, and then just chilling out the rest of the day after we register for the show. And then Sunday show. Yeah, can't wait. It's uh, be good to film a YouTube video for those couple days as well. Mm -hmm. So fill you guys in as to what we get up to a few days out, being in a new location at the sunny coast and can't wait. Yeah, we did some shopping today to buy some essentials for that weekend as well. Mm -hmm. We got the cereals. <laughs> some new tan, uh, special bed sheets just for the tan as well. Oh my gosh. Okay, so speaking of YouTube and tan, one, Jack actually just released a YouTube video this past week showcasing your peak week, which is yeah. really awesome. So it will be a bit different to what I'll say now. So the YouTube video, I highly recommend you watch it. It's it's basically peak week in general. So I talk about my peak week, but also uh, peak week essentials in general. So like how to run it, sodium, water, carbohydrates, training, show day. So basically you can get some insight into your own peak weeks as well. So. I've also designed it so that you can watch the video, but you can also just listen to it. Cause I know a lot of you have messaged us saying, can we post the podcasts on, on uh, YouTube, which we haven't done as of yet. We probably won't, but this is more of an informative style video. So you can either watch it or listen to it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, for the best viewing experience, I recommend you watch it. <laughs> yeah. Jack is a very attractive man and it's a great video. It's, it's really good. Definitely the do's and don'ts of peak week. Mm. And after that video, we were planning to post another YouTube video because this past weekend, if you guys remember, we were actually talking about how we were gonna be doing our very first fitness couple shoot with the man, Nelson, on the beach. Well, unfortunately, a few things didn't go to plan. So obviously because of coronavirus and the whole lockdown, our tans actually got canceled. We actually had it booked in for an appointment for us to get a spray tan, but unfortunately that was canceled. So we got in contact with someone that we trust. We still trust them. <laughs> and they actually gave us some self tanner. And Jack and I have never applied self tanner in our lives. We've only ever had other people tan us at bodybuilding shows or we we'd lay in the sun. We've never actually put on the mitts and put on this self tanner. Well. 
On Friday night, we were supposed to be doing the shoot on Saturday morning. We went to do our self-tanning. We were filming a YouTube video and everything. And pretty much, I stripped down, Jack had the mitt, he put this stuff in the self-tanner and then he started patting my chest. We both look and we're like, uh, is it meant to be green? <laughs> and I literally looked like the Grinch if the Grinch had breasts. Shrek. I looked like Shrek with breasts. And what was Shrek's partner then? <laughs> oh man, my chest was just green. And we we're obviously, we've never done this before. And we we're like, is it supposed to be green? And then it turns some of them, brown. <laughs> some of them do are a little bit tinged green due to the lighting, but this yeah. one was proper Shrek green. Yeah. And uh, we're like, okay, before we keep going, we need to Google this shiz. Pretty much Google let us know that our tan was probably off, expired, oxidized. We needed to stop right away. <laughs> so I had to get in the shower and scrub off this green tan off myself. And then we had to message Nelson, who we were supposed to be shooting with on the beach the next morning and explain the whole situation. Mm. How, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, but we we have no tan otherwise unless you want us to show up green and if anything it was maybe it was meant to be because the weather was absolutely awful yeah it's actually it was very cloudy it's cloudy rainy. raining like i'm so glad we weren't stuck on a beach in the rain in the wind looking green <laughs> that wouldn't have been very good for our first photo shoot man plus we weren't feeling the best that evening either in terms of energy availability yeah just absolutely wrecked yeah so luckily Nelson was very understanding and we've actually moved our photo shoot back to a month from now, which will be really cool. We're actually going to be doing that photo shoot most likely on the exact same weekend as we're doing our gym shoot. So that's going to be a big weekend. We'll be shooting at Club Bunker for a gym shoot and then the next day we'll also be doing a beach photo shoot. But by that time we should certainly be reversing. There should be more carbohydrates in these craniums and in these muscle bellies and energy availability should be a little bit higher and we'll be even more shredded. So hell, it all works out. Yeah, it's uh, I think it'll blessing in disguise and I'll definitely be reversing by then. So it should work out very well. As you said, Lena fuller in a better mood and <laughs> hopefully with better, better weather as well. And hopefully brown, not green. Yeah. We'll <laughs> definitely book in a proper fake tan this time, spray tan. Seriously, do not do it yourself. <laughs> do not do that. All right. Well, that's pretty much enough for me, my week. Jack, I want to know, how was your past week? Mine was good as well. It was it was tough, but good. And I was kind of viewing it as like, obviously we had the lockdown situation, but we got through that, no problem. And if anything, that provided a bit of disruption that took away from the thinking about being in a dieting phase for 24 weeks. So that kind of took away from the stress of dieting and if anything, it was maybe a good thing and got a, got a bit of extra rest because of it as well, which was great. And yeah, body comp wise, very happy. I'm very, very, very flat right now. And uh, as Brandon Kempter says, get flat to get lean, carb up to look lean. And that's definitely me right now. So looking forward to peak week where I'll be able to have, of course, many more carbohydrates and fill out. But basically what my plan is, and I flesh this out in a lot more depth on in YouTube, but throughout this past week, I did my usual approach of low days and high days. So my low days were around 200 grams of carb and or 250 on the low training days and 150 on the rest days. And 
basically I had uh, 50 fat and 250 protein, and then my usual high days for three days of the week at 500 carb, 50 fat, and 225 protein. So basically I achieved some pretty decent well, expected weight loss of around 300 grams, which is pretty spot on for this stage of prep, just under half a percent of my body weight, which is awesome. And steps have naturally come up a little bit over the past few weeks. I'm doing around 15K on average now, which I think is just my natural inclination as, as times get tough, I try and step things up, which <laughs> isn't always good, but it happened. And uh, I don't think it's been detrimental. Uh, my leg day performance has still been great. Hey guys, just a reminder that we don't just coach physique athletes, but we do coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Therefore, if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com or alternatively, click the link in the show notes below. So my plan for peak week is basically to run the low days again up until Wednesday, get some really solid training in Monday, Tuesday, and that'll sort of make up a little bit for those sessions missed in lockdown. Because uh, yeah, those were, well, I did Monday session, but I missed Tuesday, so that'll be good to, uh, that'll be my final leg day before show, which will be awesome. And then, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday will be low, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday will all be high days where I'll be carving up and yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to those. The only slight alteration I'll make is I'll probably run those at 400 carb. And the reason why is because I'm having that extra day on the Sunday at 400 where I'll usually have 150. So overall that should balance things out slightly. And I do think that 400 will be enough to completely fill me out. And if it isn't, then we'll learn from that. And because this will be my one of three shows. And probably, to be honest, as the shows go on, show one is probably the, the introductory show, show three is nationals where it really does count. So all of this will be really useful information. And the other thing that'll change after this show anyway is that I'll, be, I'll probably start reversing after this Sunshine Coast show, which I'm looking forward to discussing on our next episode as well. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Like in terms of training, I'll be starting my pump up sessions from Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that'll probably, the only alteration I'll make is like no leg day from Tuesday. So I'll probably do like a push, a pull and a maybe, or maybe start with a full body on Thursday and then a push and a pull on Friday, Saturday, and then show day Sunday. So what sort of leg movements will you decide to do then? I'll just do leg extension, leg curl. So keep it very simple, just very low intensity as well. Just probably 12 to 15 reps, three or four sets, get some good blood flow in there and that'll be it. Any hip thrusts? No. <laughs> Missing out on the good stuff. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, I can't think of too much else to say. Like in terms of food, I'll be keeping that fairly simple during the peak week. So using my main sources of carbohydrates that I have been in the past. So things like oats, Milo cereal, bread, pumpkin, um, potato or cream of wheat, of course. So all that good stuff and keeping the fiber low from Thursday or lower, I should say, probably still well, well, well over 30 grams. But for me, it'll be low anyway. And that's going to mainly come from taking out all the veg from my evening meal. So 
I'm not going to lie, like, that's probably going to be mentally a bit tough in terms of hunger because I usually eat like well over a kilo of food in that meal and I'm going to be subbing it out for something that is much lower volume, much less fiber. So I, I'm interested to see how that goes and I hope it doesn't impact my sleep at all because I, I do have a feeling that I'm going to be hungry even though I'm having 400 carb for a few days in a row. Mm-hmm. And how are you feeling moving into the show? I'm honestly feeling really good. There's like no guesswork involved. I know what to expect. I've done all the hard work. So everything's going to move like clockwork. There's just a, a few things or quite a few things that need to be done between now and show day, which the, the more boring things, which don't really get talked about as much, <laughs> which I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that much. Things like traveling and getting things packed up and writing lists that I, so I don't forget anything, <laughs> shaving, all that kind of stuff. So, but that's just part of it. And you need to, you need to get through that stuff to get to the show day itself, which is where the magic is. Yeah. Without a doubt, there's a hell of a lot of preparation that goes into this Mm. one freaking day. And I'm a guy. It's even worse for the girls. I don't know. We don't, well, personally, I don't shave my whole body, but you guys, and luckily you don't have like crazy amounts of body hair, but some people, you know, they I did get called a gorilla in high school though. That's not very nice. It's not. You should be like, look at me now. <laughs> I'm making paper and flexing my muscles. Uh, but. <laughs> on that note though, we did, uh, on at the shops today, I did purchase something quite interesting. Yes. Quite pricey as well. Yeah. And usually a, a girl would purchase this. Yeah, usually this. a girl would buy it. I told the lady in the shop, like, would the, would the female selection... Uh, pr- offer any additional benefits and I ended up leaving with a female product. So, <laughs> so Jack, <laughs> what is this female product? So usually in the, in, for my previous show, I've, I've wet shaved, which I've come to decide that I really don't like. I don't mm-hmm. like how I always get shaving cuts. They take weeks to heal cause it's comp prep and your, because your energy availability is so low, your healing is so slow and then you bleed, you bleed on things. First world problems, I know, but I just... I feel like it might be because your legs are so veiny. Mm. Obviously, I've been shaving my legs since I was like 10 years old or something like that. Like, you know, it's just super slick, so easy. But for you, because you have such prominent veins, I feel like that's why you might get a few shaving cuts. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't like them regardless. No, they're the worst and they never stop bleeding. Yeah. And so what I did is I did some research and obviously you have male clippers, which everyone knows clippers. It's what you get your hair cut with. It's what you shave with. So the downside of those is they just don't clip short enough. So they leave hairs. So what I was searching for is something that could basically give you a wet shave, but through an electric razor. And apparently there is something which I purchased today, which does that. So it basically cuts the, sorry, it plucks the hair as you, as you shave it. So it gives the same thing and I can do it without being in the shower, without risking slipping over as well in, in the shower. And yeah, I'm looking forward to giving that a try. And I think if it gives me like 5% less stress during peak week, then I'm all for it. Yeah. And I strongly encourage you to keep doing that during your off season as well. Like if you're going to all this effort now to keep the hair off your body, like just keep that up with that maintenance work and it's going to be so much easier for the years to come Hmm. plus like you know you don't have a bunch of hair hiding your great legs 
Yeah, well, they will be a few percentages body fat higher in the off season. <laughs> and you'll have more energy availability to actually grow the hair. <laughs> yeah, true that. Although apparently you only have to do this once a month, which I very much doubt. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'm just grateful that, you know, you're obviously not a super hairy dude. Like you don't have a bunch of hair on your back or a bunch of hair on your chest or anything like that. Because obviously we would have to invest in hella razors or <laughs> you'd be like the guy from 40-year-old virgin getting <laughs> waxed, <laughs> getting yeah. waxed. Ouch. So hell. And it's actually less work for me too because I don't have to shave as much off a of back. <laughs> yeah. But okay, I'll give you the... 20 second rundown of this next week for me. So finishing off these low days until Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, running the high days from until Wednesday, I'll be eating basically normal high volume foods. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'll be running my high days with the lower volume foods and pumpy sessions from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, my normal upper lower session on Monday, Tuesday and keeping sodium the same, keeping water the same, having some extra sodium on high day before the pump up. And there you have it. That's peak week right there mm-hmm. in 10 seconds. <laughs> Woohoo! Well, sounds like a plan, my man. And you're going to get on stage looking absolutely excellent. Awesome. Thank you. You too. Yeah. And I think if, if we have any more time, we could actually answer this listener question from someone. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be more suited here than in our main podcast, just because it's very specific. But they asked, what should you do if you slip up with your nutrition and overeat during your comp prep? Okay, so I'm going to say first off the bat that neither you or I have actually had a client who's actually done this before. Mm, And we've never done it ourselves. Yeah, and I'm not talking about, you know, someone's like, oh my God, I went over my carbs by five grams. No, we're talking about actually indulging and overeating Mm. significantly, probably hundreds or thousands of calories. So So I guess you could... Depending on how they feel, you could categorize that as a binge or just a period of overeating. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I want to say first up is that this is incredibly normal to have something like this happen. You got to remember that you've starved your body and your body doesn't know that you're prepping for a show. Your body just knows that it's in a very compromised position in terms of energy availability and it needs to do anything that it can in order to put on more body weight so that it can survive. So imagine that you're like a hunter-gatherer and you haven't eaten for weeks. Your body's main priority is to get food for survival. So the way your body does that is it it encourages cues to make you eat. So that's why your hunger is through the roof and it's why all you're thinking about is food. So it's quite natural when you think about it to, to overindulge in food and it's very unnatural to push against your body's natural response to wanting to eat more food. So... Don't feel down about it. Just accept that it's happened and move on to what you can do next. And it is also important to disclaim with what we say next is it's very for a very specific goal. Mm -hmm. It's by no means would we be giving this exact same recommendation for someone who isn't in a competition phase. And I think that's why it's good to answer this question in in this road to 2021 portion. Yeah. So I'd say that if a client came to you and they were like, man, I just, I lost control last night. I was so hungry. I couldn't stop myself. I just, I literally felt out of control and I, I didn't track it, but I probably ate over by a thousand calories and it probably predominantly came from carbohydrates and fat and maybe a little bit of protein. What I would do there, first off, have a very lengthy discussion with the client on why they think 
this happened, but also reassuring them that it's going to be okay. Like what's done is done. Let's just focus on what we can change in the future. So what I would actually do is I would probably look at their total weekly calories and see perhaps if we could try our best to balance a few things out. Let's say that someone went over drastically by their carbohydrates and fats, but it was only at the very beginning of the week. And maybe they had a few high days left scheduled at the later end of the week just look at weekly calories as a whole. I definitely would not take any calories away from protein. Even Mm. if someone overate their protein, I'm not messing with that. Keep protein static. But what I would do is I would just balance out their carbohydrates and their fats for the rest of the week. Or Mm. even if this happened on a Wednesday. Yeah, you just, you don't, you don't need to look at. The next seven days. Yeah, you don't need to look at a week, Monday to Sunday. It can be, you could even, if they want it, depends how aggressive they would want to be. Like this is where I would discuss with them. If they would rather take away 500 calories from three days or like 200 calories over four or five days, mm. then that's up to them. Yeah, yeah, that is a fantastic point. Something I definitely wouldn't do is I definitely wouldn't majorly restrict the next mm. day. I wouldn't be like, let's go on a protein sparing modified fast yeah. the next day and only eat protein and not have any carbohydrates or fats the next day. I also day. wouldn't skyrocket energy expenditure because you that'll really wipe you out for your training sessions and it's going to take days to recover from that as yeah. well. And also mentally, you just fall down that rabbit hole of the binge and restrict cycle mm. and that compensating for what happened. Like, yeah. oh God, I overate. I, I need to go do two hours of hit. Yeah. Yeah. So not letting yourself get into that. But I think that's a fantastic point that, yeah, basically have a discussion with the client. Be like, okay, would you rather take a few calories away every single day for the next seven days so this all balances out so that pretty much by next Wednesday or in a week from now, we're gonna end up exactly where we should have been anyway? Mm. Or would you rather be more aggressive for yeah, the next two or three days and then we can get right back on track? Yeah, because if we look at it objectively, and this is why it depends if you're a competitor or not, is that if you overeat, objectively you've overeaten calories when you have a certain amount that you need to consume for the week in order to lose weight and stay Mm -hmm. on track so that's why we're saying that there does need to be some sort of compensatory action in place and potentially like if you're very far ahead or if you are ahead of the game or you're well on track then maybe nothing needs to be done you just get back on track with your regular deficit Mm -hmm. and maybe instead of being one or two weeks ahead you're maybe just a week ahead now or you're on track yeah so because psychologically that's what would actually really help a lot of people not feeling like oh god now i'm being punished or you know i've got to pay my dues and if this has definitely happened to me with lifestyle clients and it might not, I don't necessarily like the word binge because I think vocabulary is really important and binge to me, it's just like almost a dirty word. Mm. I just like when people say like, just, I just, yeah. I just, it just I reminds overate. me of an eating disorder when just cause you binge doesn't mean you have an eating disorder. Yeah. I really don't like the word. It's like a dirty word to me. So I much prefer people just say I overate, I ate some mm. extra food, but if a lifestyle client, if that happens with them, literally just get right back on the plan the next day, you yeah. know, don't compensate for anything or don't restrict just literally get right back on the plan it's so important psychologically to Mm. do that long term yeah and i mean to try and look at this in a positive light like if someone does overeat by i don't know 
for some, some, someone might categorize a period of vast overeating as like 100 grams of carbs. And, it, and what, I was gonna, what I was getting to is someone might just fill out really well. Mm. And maybe they haven't done a refeed the whole prep and they're like, they wake up the next morning, they're super full, <laughs> they look great and they get a, an amazing training session in. They might even expend more energy the next day because they're so full. And, and overall, it's a, maybe a positive experience. And the other thing that you could do is if you're running high days or refeeds during that week, you just cut those out. You yeah. bring that in down to your low days. And then like for someone like me, I, from my lowest day to my highest day, there's 350 carb difference, mm-hmm. which if you figure that out in terms of calories, which I can't do right now because of <laughs> prep, uh, that's quite a lot of calories. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. I think it's so funny how you mentioned everyone has a different definition of what overeating is. Like I've actually had messages from people before. They're like, oh, I went over my macros and it was literally like five or 10 grams of carbs. I'm like, dude, relax. Like that's still within the error range, Mm. man. But then I've even, I've even had clients message me saying, oh, I I had a, uh, Jack, I'm really sorry. Like I wake up to this text on WhatsApp or something and saying, Jack, I'm really sorry, but I binged. And then we have our call and so on and so forth. And then they're like, yeah, I'm really sorry. I had a piece of toast with butter on it. I'm so sorry. Gosh, I know. Everyone has a different standard or different benchmark. Yeah. Right? For- I think some people don't understand like the... That they throw the term binge around very loosely, which yeah, and that's what good. bothers me about it too, because yeah. I know what it's truly like to binge. And if someone mm. tells me that I binge or that they binge, I take that really seriously, because truly binging is mm. absolutely awful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, pretty much that's what we would do. It's yeah. all if it's obviously going to be very dependent on the client Mm. but ultimately across the board just try to let calories balance out yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i guess on that note if if there i'm sure there are plenty of competitors listening to this the reverse dieting period we are going to document it and we get we're having a lot of people ask about it just we just want to reassure everyone that we're going to be documenting our own process we're going to be talking through how to do it but if you guys need help with your reverse period and you either don't have a coach or your coach you feel like might not give you enough support, then we could potentially either take you on board as a client if you want. Let, let us know if you would be interested in that because it is a tricky period mentally and physically because it's not just like a flick of a switch, you start feeling amazing. Mm. There's a recovery period involved, which is why it's called the recovery diet. And if you want to do seasons in the future, you don't want to gain back 10 kilos in one week. So just bear that in mind. Yeah, it's really freaking tough. So absolutely, I think that's great that of course you and I are always here to support anyone through Mm. any phase, but especially that phase. Yeah. But I just want to say one final thing. If this was happening to a client, if it happens once, Mm. obviously you address it then, you have a lengthy discussion, but you need to understand why this happened. And I would say that if it happens more than twice, you're going to need to pull the plug on prep. Yeah, because, I completely agree. Yeah, two overeating episodes to a large degree during a comp prep, that just indicates to me that this person isn't ready to follow mm. through with a prep. I'm not saying they'll never be able to do it, but now it's just not We're not saying that you wouldn't look good on stage either. It's more the mental thing. Yeah. Like you could still, you could pull back really hard the next few weeks. By pull back, I mean pull back calories and get back on track in terms of body comp or... But it's more the psychological impact that 
if you're overeating twice, then it, there's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, because how many competitors do we know that just have really unhealthy relationships with food for years down the track because these things weren't addressed during a competition prep yeah. when they really should have been? Mm. Yeah, oh boy. All cool. right. Well, guys, uh, last thing, something more, we want to improve this week. positive as well. Yes. Jack, what do you want to improve this week? Well, it's going to be pretty obvious, but my shaving skills. Mm. So, yeah, get Tierra to do the uh, my back where I can't reach, of course. But uh, using this new fancy product, which it was actually 50% off. So it was the full price was pretty pricey. And, and I'm kind of someone who if something is pretty expensive, then I expect it to do the job quite well. Yeah, well, you'd hope so. We, you pay for quality. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So hopefully got good things to say about it next week. And I don't have a bunch of scratches and ingrown hairs. But mm -hmm. what do you want to improve upon? So I don't know if it's something that I want to improve upon. But this coming weekend, I just want to be able to showcase my improvements. Because last time I competed with ICN was three years ago in 2018 in the bikini category. Honestly, fitness and sports model is where I've always wanted to be. So three years later, I just want to get up on stage and show that that's where I belong and I want to hold my own and showcase that I've improved from an ICM bikini girl. <laughs> mm, can't wait. And first time in three years, we'll be on stage. Well, not together, but in the same day at least. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I'm really hoping we can get some great pictures because in the morning you should be in your bodybuilding outfit and I'll be in my sports model outfit. Mm. And then outfit of one <laughs> of one piece of clothing. And then after the show, you'll be in your classic physique trunks and I'll be in my fitness bikini. Yeah. Oh, great, man. I'm Many excited. Many more gram photos. Oh, Jack, I'm just so excited. It's here one week, one week from now we'll be on stage. Let's do it. Let's freaking do it, man. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you did enjoy it, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week.